We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Little Legends Podcast is a Prediction Esports production. Support us by subscribing to the Prediction Esports Podcast channel on your favorite podcast provider. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Little Legends Podcast. I am your host, Blevins. Joining me, as always, is Boop. What's up, man? How's it going? It's... It is exciting. It is exciting times. uh, I know, my friend. It is a big deal, right? Ten just happened. We've got a ton to talk about today. We have a lot, so let's jump right into it. Of course, we do have a little bit of housekeeping to go over beforehand and I'll, I'll, I'm going to take some time here now to point this out about what we're just what we're about to talk about got some feedback on uh, on some channels saying spent a little bit too much time at the beginning doing some of this stuff that's I appreciate the feedback and we're going to try to with the exception of this specific <laughs> message here tighten it up a little bit but in terms of us bantering and going off on tangents that's just gonna happen so uh (laughs) deal with it we're not not deal with it but like if that's not for you that's okay there are other really great uh some people like white wine some people like red wine yeah and some people like uh dad and jokes rose- and tangents and we're <laughs> and we're rosé all day let's, let's and, just we're, say. and we're spiked kool-aid uh, <laughs> <laughs> francia yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're francia straight from the pouch <laughs> slap the bag slap the bag Okay, um, we're we're bad at this. Okay, let's okay, talk we're, about what we're going to talk about. We're back into it. I uh, just wanted to, yes, we're going to talk about how we are, of course, a Prediction Esports uh, production. So make sure you guys are checking us out there. If you haven't already subscribed to the Prediction podcast feed, P-R-E-E-Diction. 
make sure you do that um, for sure. The other piece here that I wanted to point out is that we have a brand spanking new $10 patron boop hey. over at patreon.com slash little legends podcast. The one and only Angry Frog is our newest patron. So thank you so much to Angry Frog. I messaged him right before the show. He didn't get back to me yet because he's probably, you know, living his life and doing actual work. Um, <laughs> but we will make sure to get his uh, custom message on the show uh, as in the next episode as soon as I get back to him. But. Guys, you can check out all of the benefits and whatnot to Patreon over at patreon.com slash little legends podcast. And uh, yeah, that's 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 where you, you should go for that. Uh, got some really cool stuff. And if you have any suggestions as to what you'd like to see, make sure you let us know on Discord at discord.me slash little legends podcast. Okay, uh, last piece here is um, we may have gotten iTunes reviews, but I didn't have time to check. So if you did leave one, uh, it will be read on the next show. And if you haven't left one already, please do leave an iTunes review. They are all super, super helpful in helping the show grow and expand. All right, that was pretty, pretty good. Hey, that was good that you tightened it up. Yes, yeah. outside of Francie and slap in the bag, I think we just tightened. I think we tightened it up and also added some flair. So I think that's a win <laughs> in both categories. But on that's on a serious flavor. note, guys, if you do have feedback for us, please let us know. Uh, good, bad, or otherwise, we want to hear it and we want to improve or ignore and make fun of you. On the, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I'm not. <laughs> Let's move on and talk about our week in TFT. Boop. How is the roller coaster? I don't want to talk you? about it. I don't want to talk about it. You just go. You just okay. Go. I uh, I don't know if I don't remember my my memory is shot. So I'm just gonna recap a little bit. Maybe too far back. Maybe I already talked about this. I fell back into plat. Everyone. So round of applause. We're a plat podcast. Uh, or we were until last night because I climbed my way back up. I'm back in diamond. I'm never playing again. What are you running? Almost exclusively Brawler's Jinx. Okay, but, so like when I do that, I get last. Okay, so, I can't find Jinx. Okay, so here's the thing about Brawler's Jinx, and this is, and you know, this is, uh, you know, maybe we can talk about. Maybe we can talk about just the strategy in general here, and not necessarily about my specific experience. I have brawlers jinx as one of the tools in my pocket but i don't know if it's forcible for those reasons so you definitely it's definitely item dependent if you don't have a giant slayer yeah it, it ain't gonna work i mean you could maybe run like a red buff and uh an infinity edge or something like you can there's a little bit of wiggle room but if you don't have those damage items for jinx don't run it. Not worth it. Make something else. The other thing I found is that some of these suggested items, one of the suggested items, or maybe even the most suggested item, is Trap Claw, which I think in theory is quite good on Jinx. But in practice, I found it is actually not good enough uh, to get top one. So the other caveat here is that I have been getting pretty consistent like top fours or like eighth place, but I've not. I think in nine point two zero, I've gotten exactly one win outside of game I have, night. I have zero. Oof. 
Yeah, I have zero wins, man. I just like I, I don't know how to spend money anymore. I don't know what comps okay. to run. Uh, I well, this is uh this is a big deal for me because I was mm. I was doing so good before this patch, and then I had like a a two day period where I was like I think I get it, and then mm. and then I, everyone's like it's about the hyper late game. You got a hyper roll after yeah. you get all your you know all your stuff. And then when I try that, and this is what hurts me the most, Cliff. This is what hurts mm-hmm. me the most. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for me to say this? I'm I'm ready. My most consistent comp. The comp that consistently gets me top four. The only one that seems to consistently get me in top four. I have a guess. <laughs> is Yordle. <laughs> uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, I'm holding up my poppy figure here. <laughs> uh, yes, you've become what you hated most. <laughs> uh, and, and, and so, like, I, I remember, so, like, we, oh, I did get a win in this patch because it was on uh, our uh, fight night. Yes. Or, or, or on game night. Yes. And I was playing Yordles. And, That's true. Um, and I, I built a game. I built a Lulu with Phantom Dancer, GA, and uh, what was the other one? Was it Dragon's Shogun's? Claw or something? Well, it was show. It was something. But it carried I remember that the- being extremely powerful. <laughs> yeah, and I got it to level three, and it totally uh-huh. like carried me through the game. I don't know why I'm not trying to recreate that, but um, uh, but yeah, Yordles are what's bringing me top fours and like i just hate playing i remember playing it at that game and kenobi was talking to me the other day and he was like you sounded like you were having the worst time of your life as you were as you were winning that game and i was like because i was because i hated myself yeah right it's like ah, <laughs> uh, so that sucks so that's kind of like a, a a a grounding moment for me and you know i love brawlers and they're good right now it's just um, like today, I had a level three Vi, I had a level three Blitzcrank, mm-hmm. and I had a level three Warwick on my team, and I still got fourth. Yeah, fourth, it's, fourth is still pretty good. I have not been able to seal the deal with Brawlers. That's been my problem. I've been getting to like yeah. the end. Like I, I got to in more in at least two games, maybe even a third game. I have gotten to the top four with seventy plus health. And then I lose. I just can't beat the last guy. Um, and that's always been the brawler issue, though, right? You gotta, yeah. you gotta hope that the game goes a little quicker because right. it doesn't have that like Jinx isn't that like late game staying power as Draven is in that Imperial comp that's super popular. Yeah, right now. I think the well, she kind of is the problem. The problem is, is that you don't have any other support. Like in Draven comps, you usually have a Kale that's like is doing a little bit of damage and also essentially preventing the Jinx from dying. There's nothing actually preventing the Jinx from dying. It's been Karthus and Asol that have been killing me, which is why I think instead, uh, if I'm going, if you're going the like investing heavily into brawlers, I think you need to go either a Dragon's Claw or. I had another theory that I haven't been able to actually test out is you sell the Jinx, you sell the Lucian, and you pick up a Kaisa and a one other void that would give you four voids with Kaisa too. Yeah. 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 I've seen that around. It's also still not as consistent, right? Like you need the, like you need the items. Like my whole thing is like, I'm not going brawlers unless I get a, a ton of brawlers. And also I need to be going like, I think it's pretty common that like your item tier lists are sword, then recurve bow, then anything, then like, uh, gloves and then anything else that's kind of what it 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 seemed like Mm -hmm. and if you but if you like if you start with an early sword if you can get an early giant slayer 
like you can pretty consistently go it. The problem is, it's like if you if there's like two other people going brawlers, then you just. I mean, it's the same with any other comp. You're just getting screwed over. But yeah, yeah. I had um, I got a second place with the really fun Volibear comp, um, and then I, I, fo- I followed it up with a seventh place. So I deleted Ooh. all my um, experience. <laughs> um, but no, I put a Static Shiv um, and a Giant Slayer and nice. a Red Buff on him. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, and it was super cool. If I was able to get him to three, I actually think I might have won. Nice. Um, but he just like isn't as beefy as he used to be. Yeah. So, um, but he was killing it, and it was super fun to see like all of like just like the the dot damage, mm-hmm. right? Like from red buff and then the shiv proking at the same yep. time as ult, right? It was a lot of like AOE damage. It was good for yeah. the mid game, really, really good, but not good enough. It's super fun if you guys want to try it um at home oh also i learned that phantom dancer can um stop the uh crit on jeweled gauntlet yep i was sure reminding can. myself on that because i was sure watching can. kenobi and he was facing a karthus 2 with a jeweled gauntlet and his unit kept uh, dodging the crit on it so he won the round which i thought was that's insane yeah that's pretty that's pretty sick but yeah long story short um I've been doing all right in terms of LP. I've I've gotten like back up to where I was, not my highest ever, but back up to where I was like three weeks ago before, uh, which is, I guess, nice. Um, but yeah, so we definitely have enough enough about my mediocre middling diamond like low diamond performances let's talk about some juicy stuff boop you alluded to it earlier we had league 10 yesterday as of this recording uh which if you've been living under a rock is the 10 year anniversary of league of legends there huh. I mean, where do we even start? There's some TFT news, League of Legends news, new games news, which we'll be talking about as well. Uh, in terms of TFT, which I guess we'll we'll start with, we'll obviously start and focus on the TFT stuff. We got set two dates confirmed. We got set two uh, some set two information. We got mobile client uh, confirmation and some rough dates. Boop, where do you, where do where do we want to start with this discussion of the League Ten TFT stuff? Well, let's start with uh, the coolest part, and I think the easiest thing to talk about, which is the new characters and synergies. Yeah, yeah, and, and the fact that it's coming out like next month, which is which is crazy. So nine point, yeah, yeah, and so like. Can you believe it's almost next year, by the way? Like, every time they've been, they've been mm-hmm. like, we're coming out early next year. I'm like, oh, like, that's so far so away. Far, oh, but wait. no, it isn't. <laughs> it's sure not. Um, and I also want to brag because on a previous podcast, I think I called about, like, three or four of these new characters pretty accurately. True. Which I'm pretty excited about. But, yeah, I'm super excited about the new synergies. I'm interested to see. It seems like they're adding a little bit more DOT because uh, mm-hmm. Poison and Fire seem to be Fair going that direction. All. Yep um and infernal and um yeah and so it basically uh the rift is going through something all of league of legends is going yes. through like an elemental change right yes. and so uh, the drakes are all elemental as well and so they're transitioning that into tft mm-hmm. so there's going to be elements that are going to be on your board which are going to be the new synergies uh poison fire uh mystic and water i think were were the four infer oh in actual league i don't know no, 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 no. Uh, in TFT. Poison, Inferno, Desert. 
desert. That's right. And uh, I know Summoner. Summoner's not an origin, I don't think, but that's another one of the things they talk yeah. about. Yeah. Um, and so characters like Annie are, have been confirmed. Yep. Some pictures that, uh, that they showed showed Vladimir, Renekton, Nasus. And the other yep. cool thing um, about it, too, uh, is... Uh, they're diving into the skin lines. And this is something yes. that we actually predicted as well, uh, where, you know, TF isn't a pirate in the lore, but he's got a pirate skin. Mm -hmm. And so in uh, the image that Mort tweeted out, uh, there's an image of Asol in yep. his uh, fire skin, which in my opinion means that he'll probably be a dragon infernal, mm -hmm. which sounds super cool. And uh, means that there's hundreds upon hundreds of possibilities now um, that they can, they can work even. through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thousands upon thousands of <laughs> options um uh, th i mean that that does pose its uh, own uh, uh challenges right as i'm looking yeah. at this um syndra's on here thresh is on here vlad's on here annie and lux have been confirmed as well so it seems like set two is going to be quite different than the current set that we have with a little bit of what we currently have sprinkled in because mm -hmm. i'm seeing i see vane on here which we already have um uh, i see volibear yeah um, I, that might be the new Volibear. And oh, so, right. Um, uh, we we don't know just yet, but the new Volibear just got an update today. They say they have uh, art for him. Maybe this might not be that iteration, but um, again, when champions get reworked, then we might have different versions of them in TFT, which is super, mm -hmm. super exciting. Yeah, it's just cool. It's really cool that like they can come out with new... We'll just call them cars, new new champs, new units, but not actually have to, uh, you know, not necessarily have to draw from new, completely new champs in in League of Legends. Like, you know, they don't have to. Uh, obviously, they have the models and everything for Ezreal or something, but like they can just use a different skin of Volibear and give him a different give him a different ability if they want to. They can do it for Asol. They can do it for whomever. We don't need to like well. Set one happened, and uh, all you Gangplank fans who love Gangplank and love playing him, well, he's going away for now, and Set two is going to have a, all new champs that you can learn uh, completely new from scratch. Like, no, it's going to be a mix of everything, and like, I, we don't know how like the new skinned Asol is going to interact or how what their abilities are going to be, but like, they can keep him pretty much the same in terms of like his attack damage or his attack speed and like how he moves and whatnot, they uh -huh. could well, do that. Well, in this similar. image, I think he has a Seraph Cinemarellos, so we can assume that, that it's probably a yeah. Very that, similar. that that checks uh, out to what he apparently yeah. put on him. <laughs> well, and then the other cool thing is they showed a picture of Zed, and they're like, "Oh, we're going to have the same characters, but with different abilities." Um, and I'm excited because um, Zed has an ultimate that's like an execute. And that's actually something we don't so like, like have a ton. Yeah, kind of like at Evelyn. And so um, we shall see. But he mm. also has clones that he could use too, like shadow Ooh. clones. Oh, he could be a summoner. Yeah, and that when so um, he could put a clone down and use his and use and just auto attack or something. And then there's options mm -hmm. for like a character like Ezreal to be like a sorcerer marksman. Yeah, which is like super cool because that's what he is in League of Legends. Right. So, that's all that's all the exciting things and the fact that you can reiterate on current uh the roster change skins just change their abilities right every character most of them have four abilities that you could use mm -hmm. and uh you know that's just you only see one of them here so i wonder what we're going to see but and like 
then you'll have new characters with like similar abilities of stuff that we see in t- right. this game. I assume that Lux's ability is going to be very similar to Voice of Light, um, but the synergies might be different, mm-hmm. you know, and all this other stuff. And then eventually, Asol might get taken out, and Lux will still have the same kind of play style. And mm-hmm. you know, this, this, and this. Uh, the possibilities are endless here. It's really, really exciting. Yeah, and one other thing. Mort said, um, well, we'll actually talk about this. Um, Travis Gafford actually had an interview with uh, Riot Maple and Mort, um, which actually took place like a week or plus ago, but was released today. Um, And in that interview, uh, they talked about... Uh, Mort is actually going to be putting out a blog post, which he actually mentions here as well, um, next week about all the things that they learned designing set one. Um, I think we'll probably hear about Phantom. We'll hear about Dragon. We'll hear about Hextech. You know, really, I think those are probably the three biggest synergies that people are like, eh, and Demon, I guess, at some point. Although Demon now feels pretty good, but overall Demon's like, eh, these just don't feel good. So I think we'll probably see more of like proactively, being proactive about denying, or being proactively good rather than uh reactively denying things it's like the difference between oh i'm just gonna make my thing stronger rather than making you discard stuff um i'm gonna Mm -hmm. give i'm gonna give your team more things rather than taking things away from your opponents that's really um even though one might be stronger than the other it's the psychological thing that matters a lot um so as we mentioned, Mort did put out a tweet here that is kind of a recap um, of the known info. So set two is going to be called Rise of the Elements, as you alluded to, Boop. It is um, in the vein of the big League of Legends season that's coming up um, and it being elements themed. Uh, PBE uh, set two is going to go on PBE October 22nd, which is... <laughs> A week from yesterday as of this recording, which is insane, right? Is that? Yeah, we're getting this on PBE in one week, less than a week, which is insane. So uh, by this time, next uh, next episode, we'll be talking about set two and what it looks like on PBE. We'll probably get a little preview, I would imagine. Uh, The dev blog is going to be going up next week as well. Beta season of ranked ends at the end of 9.21. So... Is that this week? No. Next week. Next uh after the and, Oh maybe well, no. it goes live. Is... No no no. It's a, we got a couple we got some more time. I, I I've lost track of time because this week was weird. Um with the with, with Riot Ten. And then re- there are gonna be ranked rewards coming, but they haven't been announced yet. Um TFT Mobile announced uh with crossplay in early twenty 20- 20. So let's talk a little bit about mobile boop. I mean, that's pretty exciting. Oh, man, I know. We can finally play TFT while we poop, my yes, friends. Finally. That is something that all, all of us log poopers have dreamed of, mm-hmm. right? All of us thinkers are, are the porcelain throners, <laughs> right? Um, uh, we've all been waiting for this moment. Unfortunately, it's hard to, at work to have an excuse to poop for about 30 to 45 minutes, True. but... What I was saying last night with uh, Workhorse and some of the Heroes Hearth crew was, um, you know, in your morning routine, you can start by playing while you poop. And then since most of us have uh, waterproof iPhones and pixels (laughs) and stuff like that, that we can transition into the shower. And by the end of the game, uh, morning routine will be over um, if you're good at multitasking. 
Um, it's something that I've done in the past, and I hope those of you, um, if you enjoy a shower beer, you're going to enjoy a little bit of shower TFT as well. Yeah, that's true. And when you lose, you can shed a shower tear. It's going to be, uh, <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, I mean, just really exciting. I, just even just from the sheer numbers. I mean, we know just from following the gaming industry for as long as we have, like adding a mobile client, just like it just rakes in players. And uh, if you're a mobile player listening to this in the future and you've joined uh, from mobile, uh, welcome. We, 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 we welcome you from the past. Um, oh, future, future mobile overlords. <laughs> but I'm certainly going to be playing a lot on mobile. It's just so, it's just so easy accessible it's so easy and our phones are so great it's just as long as um you know the the experience isn't appreciably different uh it's gonna be it's gonna be big for me but the big thing uh want to cover and kind of go over before the break here is this travis gafford interview with uh riot maple and mort um i will uh, throw the link in the description for you guys if you have not seen it um but some bullet points here it's about uh it's a little under 20 minutes long um and a couple of points here is that um there's not going to be so at least in their vision right now there are not going to be consistent changes from set to set, meaning that, okay, set one to set two, this, these are the changes we see. There's this many heroes removed. There's this many synergies changed. There's this, and you can expect to see that in set three. That's not the case. It could be different. They're obviously very iterative. They can learn and change things. Maybe they just want to do it differently. Maybe they want to reveal it differently. So don't don't lock and load these changes from set one to set two as what we're going to see forever. Uh, what do you think about that boot? Because when we see a uh, you know, new Magic the Gathering set or a new Hearthstone set, for the most part, you know what you're going to expect. Obviously not the exact cards or mechanics that are coming out, but you know like new Hearthstone set's coming out. It's going to be eh, 100 to 200 cards or whatever the numbers are. There's going to be this many mm-hmm. legendaries across this many here. Like, What do you think about this kind of dynamic uh, changes between sets? Uh, right now I like it, right? It might, it might scare some people because like the factor is not going to be there but mm-hmm. what this does is it takes the you know it gives bumpers to the developers but they're not like tied down to anything sure right like they they can decide that oh the game's in a healthy state right now if we change too much about it then it would just be a different game and maybe that's what they want and then they could do that if they want to but if not then they can do that if they want to right so i i like it i like it it gives them a little bit more freedom to iterate and especially since we're still in beta Right. And they're trying to make this its own thing now. It almost kind of sounds like they didn't expect this to be as popular as as it was. They definitely Um, explicitly said that in the interview that they're like they were blown away by how popular this became. Yeah. um, Well, they and this is like the thing I worry about, uh, like for some of their other games. Right. It's like there's been a little bit of a lull in everything that's not a battle royale right right now. Um, in terms of types of games, I mean, like the last sure. good shooter that came out was probably Gears Five uh, recently sure. with um, like Borderlands, but those are more like campaign oriented sure. rather than like sports oriented. Mm-hmm. At least for me, um, I yeah. know there's some esports surrounded in Gears, but um, but this is something that like they're trying to now that they have to make it its own thing, right? Along with the fact that they were developing a card game as well, which we'll talk right. about uh, after the break. Yep. But this allows them to make it, you know, their own thing and not have um, uh, 
the expectation to constantly iterate. And I think that was one of the problems with Hearthstone is mm-hmm. every set needed something new. We had Jades in this set, and then we had Magnetic in this set. And those were all very, very hit and miss, right? Mm-hmm. Quests versus Death Knights, right? Like, you know, not all of those were great. And same thing with this. Not all of these changes are going to be favorable for all of us. But if they're not committing to, we're going to have three new synergies every set, mm-hmm. right? Then they're not going to, st- then power creep might not be a thing. Um, yeah. as soon um, as as it could be. Yeah, that's a huge thing for me for TFT specifically is, um, like you said, power creep. Power creep is inherent for a couple of reasons. One, uh, like, people just like powerful things, right? You want to <laughs> like, you want to play the game and you want to play with the most powerful stuff, right? Well, from the business side, it's like, yeah, well we can like, eh, if we make these cars a little bit stronger than the last ones, maybe we'll hit our, maybe we'll hit our numbers here and sell, you know, X million packs or whatever. Um, which like is literally just a, a, a decision that has to be made from, you know, match the gathering from Hearthstone. I mean, there's reasons that, it's not just a coincidence. It's not like the designers are like, well, let's just start making things more powerful. Um, if in a, in a perfect world, the designer probably wants to have the most balanced game possible or maybe you know, the most fun game, which I think a lot of time is balanced um, for something like TFT. Like they don't need to sell packs. There's no packs. There's nothing that we can buy at least right now. And I'm imagining that it's going to stay this way. Uh, there's nothing that we can buy that makes the actual gameplay different. They don't need to make more powerful champs to sell more packs. That's not uh, that's just not how it works, right? So like they can have things more powerful. they can they can they can make things less powerful. They can tweak things and not like you can't you you can't tweak things to the extent that you can. You can't tweak things in Hearthstone or in Magic the Gathering to the same extent that you can in TFT because we haven't bought the we haven't spent our money and time buying the champions in TFT, right? If if, if just imagine this, if in Hearthstone you spend let's just say $100, which is probably a lot for most people. $100 on a new set, you buy all these cards, you make your decks, and every single week your cards get changed and it's like, "Why well, just spent all this money crafting these cards?" And now they're bad. I need to buy these new ones now. It's like, think about it. If it was like that for TFT, it's like, I got to buy NARS now. And then NAR gets nerfed. It's like, I got to, I got to buy, you know, I got to buy Jinxes well, now. That was, that was a big thing. I think with Hearthstone was they, yeah. they've had a couple sets recently where only a couple cards made it into like the meta decks, right. right? And so you, you buy a bunch of packs, right? You buy like the $50 thing for 50 yeah, packs, yeah. right? And you, you're paying $50 to look for like six cards. Right. right. And that doesn't feel good. Right. And you, opening packs is awesome. Right. I think everyone and loves we get to do it like every that. single round. And we can press a button <laughs> yeah. to open another yeah. pack. <laughs> exactly. I remember when like I first played, I was like, man, that's definitely scratching that pack open and itch. Mm-hmm. Right. Might as well just have the foil in front of me. Um, <laughs> but but like I think it, it's really important to understand that, like, because we haven't paid for this, because like there is no classic set right now. Right. Right. Like that they're a lot more open and free to do what they want. And yeah, opinions matter and, you know, balance and this, this and this and power creep is, is a thing, right? Cause right. you know, there's a, there's a point in league of legends where there's a character Zach and the summoner spell flash was like the, and Ezreal were like the only ones that had like standard blinks or jumps or gap closers. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, more than that, but like 
eventually as more of those characters came in it almost was like okay now these characters need some type of mobility spell in order right. to be meta right and that's like or i think in a lot of other games stealth is something that's like one of the first like power creepy things yeah that happens i mean it happened in overwatch with sombra right like yeah they've had to balance the game around sombra a couple times not recently mm-hmm. but like when she first came out oh, yeah. um, she's either awful or broken right and um uh, that's the kind of stuff that happens but the way that they're doing it here is really awesome because they're not going to be tied down to any of that right if they want to change it let's change it if they if they like it let's keep it going until like it gets super stale and it's obviously bad right mm-hmm. um i like it i think it's all a great idea i think uh i support i support that decision yeah it's definitely it's definitely good and even though they're like kind of a pseudo card game and a lot i think a lot of card players think of it in in terms of its strategy uh in terms of its strategy considered a card game in a lot of good ways it's not um so that's that's just huge pluses for tft in general okay another another point here from the interview uh with the new sets we're gonna have the same sort of rules in terms of like you can only you know the the leveling will work the same these weren't specific examples but in my mind the leveling will work the same you're gonna be putting your units in they're gonna be attacking each other you're gonna be trying to kill your opponent uh that the sort of core rule set of the game is not changing but there might be some different ones in there to mix it up that's what that's a quote from mort in the interview uh so I mean I don't even know what that could necessarily mean. I mean, the, the, I, I, I'm, well, I'm, like it could be anything. If we take what they're doing with the Summoner's Rift map in regular League of Legends, like these guys are and gals are going for it, man. Right. And it's like something that a lot of us have wanted from a company for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And just judging from like the internet response for a lot of this stuff, like it seems like people were pretty pretty fuck. Oops. We're pretty <laughs> feeling great about this. Pretty fun loving yeah, about that. Yeah. <laughs> I caught myself. Um, oh, uh, fuck crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like people were pretty, people are pretty stoked about everything. And, and, you know, and the crazy thing is, is like, I remember we were talking about it. And then like at the end we were like, Oh yeah, there's also going to be like an MMO dungeon crawler thing. Right. Yeah. Like uh, that's going to be taken out. And and if you take all of the obvious effort that they've put into all of these things and the way that they uh, announced it, like the way that they did riot 10 was super cool with all the edits. It moves so slowly. Um, yes. I think it was a good idea to have it be like a package and not be live. Um, yes. But, like all of it just went really, really well. And if they're going to change League of Legends, a game that people have played this way for such a very long time, right? I mean, in the history of League of Legends, outside of like some jungle changes, like these kinds of changes don't happen like that much. Like adding those little tunnels and top and bottom lane mm. are huge. Adding the elementals like is enormous. Like we've never had that kind of RNG in the map of league of legends like every mm-hmm. game is going to be different because of that and if they take those qualities and obvious like design decisions that they're going for for regular league and put it here like mm-hmm. i mean we might see a board that's bigger or we might see the directions of the hexes change right. or we might see um you know those are the types of things that they could do right or maybe yeah. uh halfway through the game the top four have to do something else right Ooh, and that would be that would probably be really weird, but the idea is very cool to think about. Yeah, like maybe there's some type of like variable change that happens as people get eliminated, or yeah. as you get you eliminated. Have neutral rounds, they could do other yeah, things. Yeah, you, 
maybe you can bet on other people to win or maybe there's going to be teams just like in underlords right yeah. which would be really cool and so that, that's all really exciting and so that's kind of like what i have in my back pocket in terms of things that could be changed because it's easy to think about it as simple like auto battler but mm-hmm. very simple things like changing the directions of the hexes or you know yeah. the fact that underlords is squares and this is hexes right is positioning so different right mm-hmm. like i'm excited to see what they have up their sleeve i like i'm okay and this is a type of game it's not like um like proper league where like the player base is huge and then the player base for tft is pretty big right mm-hmm. but like changes there are going to be felt by a lot of people there isn't and there's precedent for how league of legends is played right right there's not as much precedent in team final tactics and this is this is like a, the best the time precedent. yeah this is the best time to be creative and mm-hmm. do things out of the box and just going for it and trying and yep. it seems like riot's doing that across the board yep. and i'm excited to see that kind of development from a major company um back into these games because i feel like we've lost a little bit of that in the last you know four or five years yep it, it definitely i mean just in across gen- the board not just with riot right, right. Just like yeah. ac- across the board mm-hmm. yeah and we'll talk about just the the riot 10 event in general uh a little bit after the break so i'll save my thoughts on that uh for that portion but yeah you came up with a lot of really cool things that i didn't even think about i mean what if they like shrunk it what if there's like an ability to shrink the map that i mean that could be like positional things i think is because it's not like a flashy exciting thing necessarily when you think about it it's like oh you make you like take out a row of hexes like that's not really that cool but like the implications the strategy implications from something like that could like every time you alt like one row of hexes just gets like shrunken in and like people get moved all those things that, that could be so cool yeah well i mean in the league like of high Legends, ground you like, can make high ground Drake, like yeah. changes the environment right yeah. like they could add that into this mm-hmm. right like what if the because i would love for dragon and like shelly and like elder drake to mean a, like a little bit more than an item um yes. uh, in in tft2 and they could take what they're doing in regular league of legends and put it there and put it here as well maybe cloud drake could also like if you beat the cloud drake you're all you for the next five rounds you'll get movement speed right and that yeah. only affects the top four and so right. they're gonna have a totally different experience i don't know now, I think- that is a really cool idea where it's like because you're right like eh, the the end one the end uh npcs are just like yeah you get a, you get a completed item which is like in a lot of ways this is just worse than the previous rounds almost exclusively it's like yes you get two items but they're already combined and it's like pretty like either like oh my item is just significantly better than my opponents or vice versa oh i got a giant slayer oh no Uh, (laughs) i got a titanic hydra right uh but yeah like maybe like a team buff or something like that i mean that could be really cool yeah or or you know there's four elementals maybe like the top four get their own elemental buff that interact with each other and help with your team cops right yeah i don't know i I think there's that's the type of stuff i hope they're thinking about i'm sure they are based off of like how this other stuff went because this is like the most creative i felt riot like and most passionate, I feel like I've, I felt from a big company mm-hmm. in a very long time, whether yeah. that be like Ubisoft or right. any of the like or anything from Microsoft and, you know, these other AAA studios. Now that right games gets to put the S at the end of their name for real. Right. Like <laughs> and like, actually is, mean it. 
and and I can I can guarantee you like the people working there are probably like super super motivated right now because of how mm-hmm. well it went yesterday and oh it, you know felt like a massive success. Yeah, I'm ready for a game that's not a battle royale to be the next big thing, and hopefully Riot is able to do that. I mean, if you think about it, TFT is kind of like an eight-person battle royale, but I don't want to ruin that for you. Uh, <laughs> well, no, no, it's the same thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah. no, that my, my statement still stands true, right? Like, I can't wait for a game that's not a battle royale <laughs> to 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 be a yeah. to be the next big thing because I kind of miss it. I think we've gotten a little bit too far into that trend and. I think Riot is this is game changing, right? Yeah. Not just for Riot, but for Literally the industry. Game right? Changing. We Yeah, we got BlizzCon coming up and True. you know they better up their game. There yeah, better be something cool. Going to be because yeah. you know they're going through their own things right now. Well, and you know, Riot uh, took a pretty direct pot shot at them that I think went that was, the, that, 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 was a, that was a critical hit headshot. um but yeah like i can go on forever about this but i think industry wise it's awesome Mm -hmm. riot wise it's awesome and i'm really excited to be a part of this community for a little while longer um because we've also got diversity now right we've got other games to choose from not just Mm -hmm. tft and maybe this means that they can finally fix the client too because (laughs) they have to make a new client to host all these games and Hopefully, yeah. hopefully that's uh, on their list as well. Let's hope. Um, okay, a couple other things from this interview. Uh, we're going to start set two off with 51 champs, at least at the time of that recording, which is right now I think we're at 57 in current, in, in live. So they're going to start with 51 and then go from there. Not necessarily going to go up to 57. Might be more. Mort said might be less. It's not set in stone. Also not set in stone the cadence of releasing the champs. We're not necessarily going to get a big chunk of hex tax like we did last time. That's cool. Like, That's cool. That's better. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was it was cool getting the hex text, but I think the you know we don't necess- we could still get a chunk. We could get four, you know, four, you know, a big big pack, or we could get uh, one offs. Um, I think it's cool. Fifty like this number right now, and I, honestly, just like irrespective of everything, nine point two or uh, yeah, patch nine point two current patches of this recording. Even though I'm not like doing super super well, it feels really good. It feels like a good patch. It feels like I can play a bunch of different things. I can build different items. I can go. Di- there doesn't seem doesn't feel to be a really oppressive. Yeah, if comp. you go if you go to tier list, there are like six S plus tiers right yeah. now. Uh, I mean synergies and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah. So it, I can't play it, but other people. I'm not even playing it that well, but I'm having fun playing it. <laughs> I, I just, I mean, I'm playing Yordles a lot, so. So it must yeah. be a great comp, or it must be a great patch. Um, so really, really happy with that number of champs and the ability to go even above, potentially, is, is kind of cool. Um, so we did talk about Summoner, Poison, Desert, Inferno. What's of the things that were announced or even just teased in the picture, what's your favorite new aspect about uh, Set 2? Um, uh, new aspect? I think or it's new, new synergy? Or, what, yeah, yeah, which I one specifically? It- Oh, I'm, I'm really excited for Poison. I love damage over time for mm-hmm. some reason. So, like, Inferno will be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I just and I love Kogma. And I'm trying to, like, think of, like, Ooh. other people that could be a Poison-related, like, Urgot, maybe. Ooh, or Urgot. Um, nice. Or someone, because, yeah, I, I just love that aesthetic. I loved Poison Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And so, yep. like, I, I, like, there's nothing Toxic better spikes. than, like... Yeah, no, there's nothing better than beating someone with your Metapod or Kakuna. 
right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, like Beedrill has always been up there for one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for that specifically. If we're talking about synergies in terms of characters, Lux was the first character I ever fell in love with in League of Legends. Nice. So she, she, uh, Lux and Leona were my first mains. And nice. they're both going to hopefully be in that next set. Uh, Leona, I think, is a solid character just in general for this mm-hmm. kind of game. So maybe they'll all uh, come together. Uh, but yeah, that's what I'm excited about. What about you, man? One thing I want to note: Lux was the, I think, the last champ that was released before I rage quit the first time on a TFT. Just to give you some <laughs> reference, or not TFT, not You're TFT boomer, of, man. of League of Legends. Yes, I'm boomer, boomer player confirmed. Um, for me, I think it's Summoner. Uh, I just, like, even in, in auto chess, like, I liked the, like, Venomancer type of um, Yeah, me too. I love like, I like creating the little minions. I like, I, even though Elise isn't the most powerful unit, I like playing Elise, like, creating more units. I like the, like, I like getting to that critical mass, especially ones, that, like, because, like, Elise, like, creates her spiders and that's it. I like the, I want to be able to, like, put a um i i don't know an example like i'm just gonna say heimerdinger if heimerdinger's uh alt is like create a little um turret and you can keep doing that like every time he hits his all he creates another turret or something mm-hmm. that would be really cool for me because like you can put a shoja like it's i want to i just want to be able to even if it's not good or it's very unlikely i want to be able to like put a bunch of shojins or just keep loading them up with um serifs and just like get like a thousand turrets on the board that's like one of my favorite things to do like i loved um one of the things that i didn't like as much about dota auto chess is like you can only put like one item or whatever on the champ on the hero or whatever and you can't get to those like really I can't like overcommit to a unit and have it do insane things. It's like I can make them a little bit more powerful. Yeah. Um but like you can do insane things with like uh rage blade and chojins. Like that combination alone is just like ooh I, I can I can really start making some some cool summoner stuff. So that's good that's gonna be really cool for me. Um we did get the um confirmation or at least the hint that inferno the inferno ability is all or the inferno synergy is based around burning the actual hexes in the ground and dealing damage over time i'm wondering if um the frozen fist or iceborne gauntlet was a little bit of a test for something like that right yeah right because of like taking over a hex right Mm -hmm. uh that's iceborne i love that item by the way um uh, especially on yordles and on yordles Um, too yep yeah, there was actually a game where I got to build four on my Yordles team. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, this that's is the disgusting. item that I got, man. I got I couldn't get a spatula to save my life, so I had all I got were gauntlets and uh chain uh vests. And so oh. I was like, I'm not gonna build a Thorn mail, so I'm just right. gonna go <laughs> to just build gonna uh, go this. for it. Yeah, exactly. Add even more dodge. Uh but Oh, man, I'm excited. Man. It's going to all be on the PBE here soon, too. So close. I hope, I hope, hope, hope that the plebs like me who are just TFT players can get PBE access somehow because um, I really want to be able to play it. Um, okay, last couple of things from this article before we go into the break. Uh, the biggest thing, I believe, is uh, is this here that I was really kind of worried, not worried about, but like it made me less, ex- it would have made me less excited about the mobile version. Their philosophy, the design, the design philosophy 
going into making the mobile versus the PC client is that they're going to be equal. There's not going to be a competitive advantage, at least from their design, between uh, using your mobile versus using um, PC. Travis asked the specific question of like, well, we see some really like high APM required skills happening at high levels. You see these like weird, like moving your units around at the last second. Mort said at the highest levels, maybe there's some optimization that would be better on a PC and using shortcuts. But in general, using uh, PC versus using uh, mobile is going to be on an equal footing. And they specifically mentioned the carousel, which I could imagine being really tough. Um, if you're using um, the current iteration of the carousel on mobile, that could be really frustrating. But really glad to hear that like they're addressing it of like it's not just going to be a scuffed version of the PC game. It's going to be equal in as many ways as possible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't really want to design a game for the top 0.4%. Right. Right? So, uh, and while they might be vocal in their thing and uh, in, in their complaints, in the end, they'll just adjust. Exactly. And they'll probably just play on their computers anyway. Exactly. And so, uh, yeah, this is good. You, you you want those to be even. Yeah, when Hearthstone first came out with its mobile client, I had I played a lot of my games on my iPad. I actually was playing in one of their early tournaments on my iPad, and it was great. Like, the mobile client for Hearthstone, really good. I'm hoping that TFT mm-hmm. uh, can uh, can do that. So, um, yes, 822... Uh, not 822, 1022. Uh, so in six days from this recording, we're going to be getting it on PBE. And then uh, set two comes out on nine and 9.22, which is two, uh, two patches from now. So very uh, exciting stuff. Any other uh, notes before we go into the break here, Boop, um, on set two or this interview or anything? No, I think we I think we covered it all. I'm really excited, and I'm excited to uh, talk after the break because we're doing a little something new. So stay tuned. Yes, yes, stay tuned, guys. We will be right back. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. It's time consuming. It can be expensive. There's so many carriers to choose from. How do you know you're making the best choice? That's why you need ShipStation. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keeps your customers happy. I have personally never had any issues with them, and they've always been incredibly great about making sure that I know when my orders are going to arrive. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. It makes them incredibly easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now, any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies you'll always know that you're getting the best deal. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, Blue Wire podcast listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code BLUE. 
There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, then enter offer code BLUE. ShipStation.com, make ship happen. Welcome back, everyone. We are here on Little Legends Podcast. Thank you for sticking around after the break here. And we're going to be doing a little bit of a different segment here. Uh, So, Boop, why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, yeah. Um, since we don't have like patch notes to go over, we talked about Riot Ten, um, you know, and a lot a lot of us are feeling good about it. So I mm-hmm. thought that we could be a little philosophical about Ooh. some of the things we talked about in the second side. Spirit's you know, get a little bit more. Uh, yeah, get get a little <laughs> bit more wrinkle brained uh, for for the future. And so the segment's going to be called Opinion Pieces, where this is just us talking about our feelings about how this is going to be going. Mm-hmm. Uh, some thoughts that we had after the announcement, after like the luster of how exciting things were. There are definitely some questions that arose that caused some worry and caused some even more excitement. So mm-hmm. I thought it would be a good way to kind of chat uh, with uh, Blev and the overall community about what we're thinking about the future of TFT in general. So this is opinion pieces, and we'll start with a toughie, my friend. Are you Ooh, ready? I am ready. But before we start, I actually you bring you you sparked my uh, my brain is already getting a little bit wrinkled. Why don't you guys join the conversation here too? We're going to talk about a couple of topics, but let's continue the discussion in Discord. Discord.me slash Little Legends Podcast. If you're not already in there, uh, you know, throw it right in the general channel, idea. and we'll uh, we'll continue the conversation in Discord because I think these are higher concepts that we should uh, we should flesh out and talk about in the uh, in the Discord there as well. So yes, I'm ready for this first one. Boob, lay it on me. Okay, we're all excited for Legends of Runeterra, right? It's, um, it's something that uh, was announced uh, at the Riot 10. It's a yes. new card game. Yes. Um, and, and I was, we were, I think the first thing I said was, I can't wait to cast the shit out of this yes. game. Right? Yes. When we, and I love card games. I, <laughs> I was so excited when it came out. But then I thought, why am I playing TFT right now? Who is streaming TFT right now? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, outside of Skara, Right. Um, it's former Hearthstone pros, former card game people. Mm-hmm. And basically, my question is, is do you think uh, Legends of Runeterra will, will cannibalize some of TFT's player base? Because a lot of the same people came here because Hearthstone wasn't tickling their fancy as right. what they wanted. And now that there's an actual card game to play, what's going to happen? That's a really great question that I didn't think about at all before this. So I'm glad that we're having this conversation. Uh, here's the here's the skinny, at least from my from my uh, perspective as a former degenerate competitive Magic the Gathering player, a uh, a spike, if you will, uh, for those of you who are familiar with the different types of Magic the Gathering players. Uh, I guess I'll give a really brief overview of it. There's Spike, Timmy, Johnny, and Vorthos. Uh, Vorthos is someone who is very into the lore and cares more about the lore, the art of a game in general. Um, that's that's absolutely the opposite of me. I will play the game and the cards if they're blank and just have the text written on them. Um, uh Timmy is the type of player who just wants to play really big, cool things. Think um, 
in uh in tft it would be someone who like i really want to make a really powerful volley bear i want to make the biggest volley bear that does a, bi- a billion damage and does uh you know crazy things Johnny is more of the like intricate combo player that wants to like set up an elaborate um, wants to do a lot of really elaborate, complicated things that end up in a really cool, fantastic finish. Uh, I'm not sure if there's a really great parallel in TFT, but I'm thinking like if you really wanted to like set up the long game of like I'm gonna save all my spatulas, get ten units, and then go. Uh, and then go Imperial Nobles, where I like I got Voltron assembled. It's yeah. happening. I'm, I'm I'm Imperial Nobles, or like I'm going to uh, you know th- that sort of thing. Spike is the tournament player who doesn't care about how they win; they just care about winning. Um, he's the spawn camper. He's the spawn camper. Um, <laughs> if it's good, they don't care what they're doing. And that was kind of me, at least in a lot of ways, for a long time. And a lot of player, a lot of players that we see at the top, um, that's how they are. A lot of competitive players are spikes at heart because the tendencies of wanting to win help you win. If you want to win, you're going to win more than someone who doesn't care that much about winning. Um, and I think players... Our competitive players are going to be drawn towards what has the better prize support, what has the better tournament support, what has what gives them the best opportunity to be a competitive player. You know, we saw when Hearthstone came out, we saw a lot of players go from the smaller sort of non-magic TCGs, you know, the World of Warcraft TCG. There was one called Hex. Um, that was an online one. There was, there's a bunch of other ones. They went to Hearthstone. A lot of Magic players went to Hearthstone, but a lot of Magic players stayed with Magic. I mean, Magic has been around forever. There have been dozens, if not hundreds, of other card games that have come out, and Magic is still there. Have those games cannibalized Magic's uh, audience? Sure. But have, uh, you know, because Magic does what it does so well, it has strengthened itself over the years and has... Um, uh, you know, it has, has helped bolster it now. So, okay, yeah. let me counterpoint you real okay. quick. Okay, yes. Right? So the difference between TFT, though, right, is we're in a very unique situation because yeah. TFT doesn't have a competitive atmosphere, right? It is much easier right. to develop prizing in competition uh, with a card game just in general, right? Mm-hmm. Because we've had it for so long. So, like, knowing that kind of information, it might be a bit harder for TFT to hold on to those competitive players because there isn't quite a competitive scene just sure. yet. Right. I mean, there's not a competitive scene for Legends of Runeterra yet either. So, I mean, if if we assume that, man, if we assume that Legends of Runeterra and TFT both had, like, a pro tour of some sort, I don't... I mean, I have no idea what would happen because we haven't seen... As far as I know, we haven't seen a company that is like creating two similar genres of game, right? Unless you well, consider like Madden twenty twenty and NCAA football, yeah, right, yeah, um, or like NBA Jam. Uh, exactly. But the, the the other thing that is very interesting in this conversation, um, and I'm not speaking like in terms of like what I actually feel just yet, but um, the other thing that I think about is the fact that. 
Um, in games like Hearthstone or Battle Royales, people got to develop themselves as streamers, right? Mm-hmm. And become famous through that. Sure. Right? Um, that hasn't really quite happened for TFT because the people who stream TFT that we know about are the Scars and the Dogs. Right. There hasn't really been anyone who is like a TFT streamer, right? right? I, I'm sure they're sprinkled around. Maybe they have like 100 or more, but I'm not personally familiar with them so this could be all moot point if they're there and if, and if you are one of those streamers like thanks boy i want to i want to uh, hear about you and i want i want yes. i want to watch um to to help out but that's the other worry i have in this particular mm-hmm. situation right is the people who are streaming and keeping tft popular right now aren't necessarily tied to that anymore because sure. one it's the same company and two they all came from you know card games we might be able to keep a scara or like a becca uh you know because they were league players or tabs is another good example of that um wicked you know those people but we might lose a dog you know hafu toast because what they've always been most familiar with is card games right and so that's the thing that out of everything yesterday that's the thing that i was most worried about um, and yeah. uh, would like a little bit more information on just in general. Yeah, I mean, I I feel I think the Hearthstone. It's, it's hard, tough. right? It's just yeah. not even. It's not even just like it's not even necessarily specific to this to Riot Games and to TFT and Legend of Runeterra. It's just the nature of streamers and streaming and competitive gamers is that well okay so here's the other thing too are we talking about the player base at its core are we talking about the competitive player base are we talking about the streamers because i think all three of those things are different i think when you look at someone like like dog walks a pretty fine line of being like he's one of in in well I don't even remember the last time Hafu competed in like tournaments or whatnot. Maybe I just didn't follow her as as closely as I uh, did some of the other players. But like Dog was, and still is, as far as I can tell, like a competitive player who will play in tournaments and is also a top streamer. I feel like that's pretty rare because like someone like Disguise Toast, like he might play in like the initial tournaments or whatever, but like Disguise Toast isn't going to, um, you know, the hearthstone grand prix in whatever country trying to grind the points for grandmaster or whatever like dog did that um you know disguised toast isn't playing in like the finals at blizzcon or whatever for hearthstone even like he's not playing hearthstone now anyway but you get what i'm saying like he's not a tournament grinder he is a streamer that plays the game dog is one of the i think one of the few scenarios where like he is a top top streamer he's that also is a top top um, competitive player. A lot of players are one or the other. Um, they can be a really good player and also have a stream that's pretty successful, but they're not at the disguised toast or dog level for the most part. Yeah, and how does that pertain to the player base here? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think if you're a casual player, like you will, I think some the gameplay is obviously very different. Um, it's not like if we're looking at Hearthstone and Legends of Runeterra, if both of those games came out for, uh, by, if both of those games were owned by Riot, then yeah, I'd be like, yeah, you're really kind of dividing yourself thin here. But here it's like, 
I think some people are going to favor one or the other in terms of the like non-competitive gamer, non-streamer, just just the general population of the game. Some people are going to prefer the more Hearthstone route. Some people are going to prefer the prefer the more auto. Isn't that route. like? the definition of self-cannibalization though <laughs> it's like these are yeah. all the same people currently playing one game now they're split right so both yeah. games don't potentially don't get the support that they want because basically what this sounds like to me is tft was way more popular than they expected so yeah. now um they have to invest in it right it might have not been the intention but yeah. at least it's like an auto battler and it's not like a, a game that requires like I'm sure it requires a lot of resources, but versus Project A, right, right. which is their first-person shooter, um, I'm sure the yeah. team sizes are probably drastically different, right? Um, mm-hmm. Again, I don't know from experience, uh, like I don't know exactly, but yeah, that's that's the thing I'm worried about. That both yeah. games, not just huh. TFT, right? That both games might get a little bit of that split attention or maybe everyone will just play both because they're on the same client you know um and this is all for not but i think it's an interesting conversation to have because this is one of the first times where like a singular company like makes two moderately similar games right because Mm -hmm. auto battlers are very close to being card games right yeah, you're kind of so, selling me like, on this like and, a little bit and, scared point. <laughs> yeah, in like arena drafts, most most likely where you know the, you get to draft your cards as time goes on, or yeah. uh, deck builder board games, which are very very fun. Yes, right. Like the, it's very similar to type uh, to that. Like there's a game called Clank that's a deck builder that's amazing. Yep. Um, uh, props by the way, Colorado company. Um, check it out. That's it's one uh, of the top twenty five board game games that's thing. Um, dire Wolf, right? Dire yeah, Direwolf. Yeah. Yep um uh, and Made so mtg pros oh yeah yeah so like that's a deck builder and that's very similar to what um uh, we do in tft mm-hmm. and there's a card game you gotta support both but i might like tft more than the card game which i probably will based on like who i know i am yeah but now like the good thing is, is if like and now we can start talking about the positives because we talked about the negatives a lot and this is why i wanted to get philosophical and mm-hmm. talk about one thing first now when you think about it the good things that come out of this is hey i might be super tilty on <laughs> Runeterra right now i'm just gonna go play tft real quick yeah right or oh man tft is like not doing it for me today mm-hmm. i'm just gonna go play legends of Runeterra because if you're a streamer the thing that you don't have to worry about is the fact that the audience will watch both of those. That is right? true. You you don't Very have true. to like if you switch like if someone starts with a game like um, Apex and then Overwatch, you're going to lose some people, mm-hmm. right? But with this, you might not. And so everything yeah. that we talked about with streamers earlier might not matter because they can just play both, and they'll, they'll play this one day and this another day, and their viewers won't care that much because your audience is the same and so yeah there's 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 definitely two sides of this it's not all bad yeah it's definitely not all bad in fact it might just well i think that there's definitely uh room for caution i err towards optimism because i don't know i'm probably dumb or something (laughs) but um i think you know having people like both games like I've just found in, you know, doing podcasts and liking a variety of different games, like the more games you like, the less you play of each of those games, right? That's just inherent. Well, um, and and, sorry to interrupt, but like, I think there is some precedent here because of the fighting game community, Yeah, because there's like, 
I mean, Tekken, Street Fighter, uh, Skullgirls, Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah. They're all fighting games, right? That are just yeah. a little bit different. Uh, Sonic Fox other. and Justin Wong win them all, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Mortal Kombat, right? right? And so they all play all of those, right? Sonic Fox True. plays and enters all of those tournaments. Why not these? Like for the same sure. thing with card game players. Like sure. even though this part of esports hasn't experienced something like that, right? They kind of have with Dog, uh, you know, and Hafu and all these other people. Yeah. Maybe competing in or Kibler is a great example, yeah. right? Competing in you know MTG and then becoming Hearthstone. It's yeah. just the unfortunate thing about all of that is none of that happened at the same time, right? right? Maybe the access wasn't the same because like Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter can come out in the same year, so you compete in both. Same thing with like Injustice, and while the newest game will have more people, everyone's still competing in the same things, right? Mm-hmm. And so there is like precedent in FGC for this exact situation. Sure, um, maybe not the same company, but. We don't know. So it's not it's not like, uh, you know, we could talk about the negatives. It's way easier to talk about negatives for this kind of stuff. But there's again, there's some good good stuff here um, in general. And I'm sure that if you play Legends of Runeterra, uh, you're going to play TFT at some point if you've never played it. Right. Because, again, I will be. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And definitely vice versa. Right. So. Um, we might get more TFT players because some people might not like Legends of Runeterra, mm-hmm. but they might like TFT. But Legends of Runeterra is kind of like the gateway towards the other stuff because all of this yeah. is a gateway towards proper League of Legends in general, right? True. And so, yeah, there's it, it's a very I think of a discussion that can last forever with uh, points on both sides. Yeah. I think there's room to be concerned. I think there's room to just like wait and see and there's also room to say hey there's actually support going both ways like they can these both these communities can support each other in some way um just because it hasn't happened before doesn't mean it might not happen uh this time around but i thought it was a cool question it is a very cool question actually and i think i have a at least somewhat formulated thought now this is what i'll i'll end my part on this is i feel like it's more it's like riot is becoming the the local game store for you. You go in, maybe I'm a magic player and I play my tournaments on Saturdays. I draft on Fridays, whatever I go in on a Wednesday. There's no magic tournament. I'm still going in and playing board games. And at the end of the day, the store itself, the, the local store is, you know, getting my patronage from magic. They're getting it from a board game. They're getting it from D and D they're getting it from this. I'm going to be there. If I want to play more magic, I can play more magic. If I only want to play magic, I can play only magic. If I want to play something different every day of the week, I can do that. Um, And if I'm a competitive player, maybe I need to focus on one thing or the other, but that's okay. A lot of the times the competitive players don't pay the bills for these companies is, you know, it is what it is. The, the person, the, the casual person that plays EDH that goes in and buys a case, every single set release is paying the bills and keeping the lights on for those stores, not the tournament grinder who between their friends own every card and are trading and never spending a dollar. Like I was not paying the bills for these places. It was the person that comes in, never wins a tournament. And I think that's going to be the same for a lot of these, um, like it's the casual player that pays the bills and is going to be the overall success metric for a lot of these, uh, for, for something Maybe. like Riot. There is like another, I, I'm, I'm pulling the statistic, you know, 60% of all statistics are made up. Um, huh. but the, I, I think like I heard one day that whales, you've heard that term. I'm sure. Yes. In mobile um, games. Yes. In mobile games make up like 90% 
of of like the the buying or something like sure. that that might and be so, the case for this i might just be off on it but at well least... yeah yeah but again like basically i'm just saying there's a whole other side of it right like and there's the gonna be whales player, in both right? yeah exactly uh and so we'll see what the, does the casual player might be less willing to spend money in other circumstances but sure. because tft is going to be free there's probably going to be a way to buy cards in legends of Terra, mm-hmm. right um we'll we'll see because that's the other thing about tft it'll be a little bit more you get to play the whole game right away mm-hmm. right as opposed to Terra, where you still have to grind and get those cards and unlock packs and yep. stuff like that so there's definitely things both ways but again very very interesting question are you ready yeah. for the next one okay uh yes i sure am Okay, so something that we didn't get to hear anything about is competitive TFT mm-hmm. uh, moving forward. We didn't get the spectator mode, which we know that they're working on, but there was no announcement on it. Yeah. Um, we got it like a TFT competitive announcement for t- uh, 2020, like a month ago or something yeah. like that. Not too long ago, but nothing really more. And so what did you want to hear based off of that or lack of information on the competitive scene? Because it'll be tough to keep going if we don't get that spectator mode, right? It'll be it'll be tough to make it good outside of something like Twitch Rivals because you need like a serious crew to run a TFT tournament, right? Because not only do you need a producer who knows what they're doing, right? That can switch scenes and Mm -hmm. is engaged the whole time. Shout out to Rivals. Yeah, yeah. Shout outs, by the way. One of the best (laughs) I've ever worked with. And I've worked with a a, a lot of producers. Um, The other thing about it is you also have to get eight people to agree to be streamed. um, And you have to get casters who don't have access to them in game to be able to switch between their point of views. Right. Um, uh, You know, and, you know, that's a thing that casters can learn and that's fine, but it can definitely be easier. But there's definitely some concerns about competitive TFT in the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you need in order to feel confident about that? type of longevity uh for yourself outside of spectate mode yeah i mean if they want to have organic tournaments then they need to give us something to do it even just like a custom lobby that we can do or cut like a tournament client um that we can do that i mean it would have uh it would have spectate spectators in it but uh if they had like a format of like, okay, we're going to have eight players in this tournament, or maybe we'll have, uh, 32 players or any number of players. And like, these are the lobbies you play and those lobbies will play like a regular game and the results will automatically be put in like a tournament organizer type of thing. That would be really cool to have, even if it's a separate client, um, or a separate something. It doesn't need to necessarily be in the game. I don't think that we'll get that. That's probably a little bit too much of an ask, but that's something that I would want, um, on top of the spectator client. Like we can't, I personally, I'm not going to run a uh, tournament myself and stream it without a spectator client because it is so much work. Um, I know that Heroes Hearth does such a fantastic job and being on the back end of it as a caster, like you take it for granted when you're a viewer. Let me tell you, you take (laughs) what they're doing for granted. Um, And obviously Twitch Rivals does the same thing. They're in the same boat of like, there's a lot of back end infrastructure. It's like, oh, well, why don't you just go to the other stream? It's like, okay, explain to me how you're going to do that in your OBS setup, okay? Uh, It doesn't work like that. Um, It's not that easy. So having the ability to do that is it's just like such a... Like, I mean, think about how many tournaments do we see streamed right now? We have we have Heroes Hearth uh, every other week. We have Twitch Rivals 
every few weeks, maybe. There's not really a set cadence for that. We saw OEL, the OEL Invitational, and mm-hmm. is there anything? Like, there's tournaments that are being played, but they're not streamed. What else do we see? Um, and, like, you can have tournaments. Like, you can go on any of your tournament organizer sites and, and set up your brackets or whatever. But from our perspective, like, in casting, how do you, how do you, you know break your how, how do you get practice doing uh tft casting without just like having uh someone stream that you're watching and casting over one person's perspective you can't right now it's just you can't do it so more opportunities however that is if it's spectator mode or whatever like we need that to be able to get you know people in the game yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's definitely not where we want it to be because even with uh, OEL, right, those things aren't casted, right? They aren't streamed. And I think um, the, a big thing in esports, uh, and this is like a, an unfortunate and a good thing, uh, is casters tend to become more well-known before the players do. Yeah. And so uh, casters become the voice of the game a lot of the time, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I, I definitely think that reads uh, true through a lot of communities out there uh, where there are some players that are out there and, you know, talking and being the face for the game. But in general, I think the casters are carrying a lot of that weight mm-hmm. and we don't have any of that uh, right now. It's all about the players in certain communities sure. like Heroes Hearth, like keeping it up there mm-hmm. um, because there aren't that many opportunities. Right. And so hopefully the, those opportunities continue to come through. Uh, but even those OEL things, like you just pop into someone's stream and they're like, I'm playing in a tournament. Come watch. Right. right? There's no there's no guidance in, in what's happening, uh, regardless if it's high level, you know, diamond to grandmaster guidance mm-hmm. versus, uh, you know, what what we like to do which is help the new viewer and right. you know speak to speak to that like any type of guidance would be good especially here at the beginning you need both and mm-hmm. so hopefully there's going to be some more uh ways to do it because it is an undertaking to do uh, a team fight tactics tournament right now if you wanted to get streamed with casters um mm-hmm. because you need a bunch of different scenes. You need your caster boxes. Yep. You need the ability to see different people. Um, you need a producer, again, who's engaged, who's going to know when to change if you're interested in something. Things that have um, helped it has been on the side who's won and lost to that current game, who's still fighting, yep. right? Um, there's been some good UI changes to help out, mm-hmm. um, but there's definitely still a long way to go, I think, to make it a, as easy as possible um for it because there's definitely some streamlining and again we're still in beta and other games like overwatch and stuff had to do a lot in terms of spectator mode Mm -hmm. in order to make it good like when there is a point in overwatch people don't remember this where if you're watching contenders or overwatch uh contenders at the time uh, because in overwatch this is where they changed it um all the colors were the same there yep. wasn't, uh, you know, a green and a gray team for contenders, mm-hmm. right? Like, everyone just looked the same, and you just had to know. And so uh, other games have to go through an iterative process. I would have just liked a little bit more information about what kinds of inter- iterations yeah. have been made other than we're working on it, which I'm sure they are. I'm sure spectate mode is really high on their list because mm-hmm. not, not just for competitive, like I want to watch my friends play. Yes. Right. Um, and in order to do like, like for like a uh, ham, for example, I would have loved to be able to like spectate her game and coach her mm-hmm. like when she yeah, was for coaching, starting. For sure. um, and yeah, so hopefully there's uh, that coming up in the future. Do you have any last thoughts? No, I think, I mean, it would be nice to, it would be nice to have gotten like, uh, in 2020, the TFT pro, uh, pro tournament series is this, but that can wait. Like 
knowing that, like them saying that it's going to happen in 2020 versus them giving a date is not that much different. So, I'm yeah, I this. think if they give us a spectate mode, the community will do a lot of the the work for them. And I know that I and I'm sure you as well, Boop, are going to be doing a lot of it anyway. What the second that um, spectator client comes out, I'm running a tournament in the Discord. Just just <laughs> FYI, I'll put up the prize money for it. I don't care. <laughs> all right man i'm looking forward to it I, i'll definitely help depends uh we'll use uh angry frogs ten dollars uh patreon um to yes. help uh, help the pot um all right yes. so last question my friend okay um for our opinion piece so uh this is going to be on the lighter side it's it's a little easier than i think the first two but uh what are you most excited about versus what are you most worried about uh based off of what we saw at riot 10 or what we didn't see and your overall feelings about riot 10 just in general <sighs> most excited huh i mean the card player in me is very excited about legends of runeterra i may or may not already have a podcast uh episode planned <laughs> and a twitter made and guests reached out to um but besides that i mean i i think that just the fact that um and this kind of goes to the just the presentation overall we've been getting a lot of in the past years in video games, we've been getting a lot of like sort of pessimism towards game companies. I mean, remember the whole EA thing with the star Wars DLCs and like loot boxes and companies getting taken over by bigger entities that don't care about games. And just this like yep. soulless. Like yeah. This like soulless corporate entity persona for game companies that make the biggest and best games that we all love has really kind of overtaken the gaming community in a lot of ways. It's either that or like really, really small indie developers that maybe make gems, but they don't get the support and this, and maybe I'm just blind because I've been away from riot for so long and I haven't kept up enough of them. So maybe I just have rose colored glasses being somewhat new again to riot but this presentation really made me feel like they understood what the pulse of the community is. I mean, they took well, that. Well, there's definitely an advantage to not being first, if that right. makes sense. Sure. Like, oh, yeah. This, mm -hmm. this is something that I think Blizzard Entertainment kind of like perfected about like 10 years ago, which is they would see something, yep. right, and be like, you know what? We'll wait a year, and then we'll make the same game, um, but change a bunch of the stuff to make it yeah. better. We'll put the Blizzard right? polish on it. Yeah, and you know, even though Heroes of the Storm wasn't as successful as they wanted, like I honestly believe that uh, Heroes of the Storm moved a lot of things out of MOBAs that seemed a little archaic to me. Absolutely, um, there are some other Absolutely. big things like leveling together that you know there. There's a thing, and I appreciate they that made they MOBAs accessible for the layman player. Yeah, exactly. Um, things like StarCraft, things like Hearthstone is a great example, like mm -hmm. early Hearthstone, right? Mm -hmm. Taking Magic the Gathering players and saying, you know what? We don't need these things, and right. we're just going to make a cleaner game, mm -hmm. right? Um, with less of this and more of this, uh, and it'll be successful. And it was. Hearthstone, I think, was the highest grossing game for Blizzard for a couple years. Wow. Um, uh, because of microtransactions, one. Mm -hmm. and, and number two, like, Hearthstone was, like, a very, very popular game for Absolutely. a good amount of time. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and I think they kind of went away from that recently, right? I think yeah. there's, um, uh, they, they haven't made a Battle Royale, uh, and that might be, the, like, what they announced at, you know, Blizzard, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, at, at, at BlizzCon, yeah. right? But for, for this, I feel like Riot did it this time, right? Yeah. Like, 
especially in the first person shooter uh realm uh and now that we're talking generally about riot 10 in this like they've gotten to see the mistakes right they've gotten to see um what happened to you know what's currently happening to what some people feel like is bad in overwatch right Mm -hmm. now right because the way that project a looked even though it's an alpha like i don't think like particle effects and shielding are gonna ever really be an issue in this game it seems super streamlined right it looked Um, like csgo but you also could fly (laughs) yeah yeah it looked like csgo kind of like like uh coming coming together which is great i love that aesthetic I, i really love that aesthetic because it reminds me of a not very popular game for the xbox 360 and also pc it was actually one of the first game might have been the very first game that ever had cross platform across xbox 360 ps3 or maybe it was just xbox 360 and pc shadow run the first person shooter for oh xbox so a lot of people compare the look to project data shadow run yes. already okay um, and people were stoked about it i, I love that game on twitter saying is the shadow one uh, shadow run two um, i'd be pumped about that right I'm, I'm i am pumped about it so uh, the uh, and like the other thing about blizzards blizzards uh the tempo of how things have gone right they've had to iterate on overwatch they've had a mm-hmm. you know take hearthstone to a place that other card games haven't really gotten to and riot's gotten to observe all of this yep. right because and the other thing about riot is they haven't been pressured right they, they right. didn't have to do any of this really right right like proper league of legends is probably still making a bank Right. I mean, yeah. I still buy a bunch of skins mm-hmm. on characters that I don't use and it's oh, a free yeah. game. Right. So um, and they're doing it anyway. And same thing with the fighting game. Same thing with like the looter shooter or like MMORPG. Right. They've gotten to see Destiny and see Destiny go through. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, this 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 expansion sucked. But this one, the most recent one, was really, really good. Right. And they got to study all of this. And yep. now, like, they're ready to you know, rip the cord and start the lawnmower on like the first go. That's what I'm like super excited about. Yep. It. Mm-hmm. I think they're, I think they're kind of pulling um, a little bit of that old blizzard magic of, all right, we're just going to make this type of genre better. Right. And now riot gets to attempt that this time around. Like this is like the biggest alpha move that a game company could make in a very, very long time. And yep. I want it to, I, you know, I want all, I, I want Blizzard to stay Blizzard. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's, there's, there's some caveats to it, but like, I, I want Blizzard, Blizzard to say Blizzard, not, I don't, I want Activision Blizzard to stay plain Blizzard is what I think it boils yeah, down yeah. to. I, I, I will stop commenting on it, but yeah. like the, the big thing is, it's like, right, comment up their chest and, you know, be like, hey, like, you're all looking up to us now, which will make their games better, which will right. make all of the industry's games better. Right. And might finally move us out of this battle Royale um, heat wave that we're going mm. through. That's what I'm super excited about. Yeah. Um, what I'm most worried about is um, just the split in attention, right? Like, mm we all get super possessive over the games that we love, right? We talked right. about it in our very first question here on opinion pieces, which is, you know, what's going to happen to TFT when, you know, lore comes out. Uh, but I'm obviously worried about it. So I would say that that's uh, my biggest worry sure. is where the attention is going to be. Like if the fighting game becomes super popular when it comes out, what it means to the first person shooter, if the FPS isn't as popular as they want, it sounds like it will be. It's, it honestly sounds like the FPS might be what people are probably most looking forward to. But like, what about the MMO? Like when we saw Blitzcrank fighting all right. these little guys, 
right? Like, what's that? What's that support going to look like yeah. versus Legends of Ruterra versus TFT? Mm-hmm. How are they? Um, they've never had to do this before. They've never had to manage this many teams before, right? Maybe they have in house, but they're probably managing outside studios to help with art, and mm-hmm. they've always done that. But it's just more and more, sure. and doing more sometimes it makes it less quality. And right. I don't think that's the case, right? That has happened in the past, and that is what i'm worried about not the past with riot but in the past just in general Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a big and exciting change and i don't i mean we talked about it yesterday i'm like just the averages and what we've seen other companies it's like how many companies have six games that are all very very successful probably not many um and you got to think some number of these games either maybe aren't going to get made or they're not going to be as successful as they wanted to. But like you said, the point you bring up, I think is the one that has kept me, uh, kept my eyes on the prize and seeing, uh, not the light at the end of the tunnel. Cause that implies death, but the keeping my eyes on the prize is probably the best way to do it. Is that, you know, we, they have seen that where they're not making a brand new genre of game. None of these games are brand new, treading super new ground they are taking previous genres they're taking things that have been done by other people and iterating on them they're like we did at the beginning of the show it's just just tightening it up a little bit it's just, yep. just tightening and it's like even the description of legends of runeterra heard a lot of things that i'm sure they picked the word the phrasing on it very specifically we're evoking a lot of thoughts about artifact we're evoking a lot of thoughts about hearthstone but hey we know what you're thinking when you think artifact you think uh magnificent failure but we're we're changing some of the things about art uh, we're 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 cha- we're taking the bad things away from artifact and when you think hearthstone it's like well i played that game forever and now i'm bored of it we're changing things from that we're we're taking the good from both and putting them into a new package um and that is exactly what you said the the sort of the old mentality maybe it's still the currently of of blizzard but now Riot's putting its own spin. And the whole presentation overall, not even specific to the games, just really felt like they understood the pulse of the community. And yeah. it, it felt... I, yeah. I felt connected to them. Yes. Which was which was very, very interesting because I can't say I felt that with Riot ever. I have with Blizzard in the past, right? I have but in the past. With, with, um, with Riot, like this was... Oh man, I, I think they it was kind of like when I came out of the closet right it sure. was just like everyone see me right <laughs> like and like i am ready uh-huh. right like i'm going to be me and i feel like riot kind of did the same thing yeah. right not to diminish coming out of the closet but it was it was a good metaphor um it, it is a very good metaphor yeah yeah i i it and i don't want to i'm not trying to smack talk other companies but this presentation felt a lot more like someone talking candidly about things they're excited about on their birthday. That's like, like it's, Hey, it's my birthday. I got all these really cool things. Come check out my room. This is what's in my room. And not like bragging about the things that you have in your room, but like, you get what I'm saying. It's like, I got this really cool chair. It's going to be awesome. You guys can sit in it. You guys can play. Hey, I got this new system guys. Let's play this new system. It's awesome. Versus like, uh, going up on a stage and being like, uh, the quarter three reports show that a new card game is actually makes sense this quarter. So we're going to, uh, <laughs> and like a lot of companies, and I'm not trying to point any out, even though you might know what, what I'm talking about, feel like robots on stage and talk and like are like doing the like 
old like 90s Microsoft and 90s and early 2000s Apple like presentation of like this is what we our market research shows that an Overwatch 2 would be this. Our market research shows that Grand Theft Auto 17 should be this. It's like I I I don't feel connected to that. This I felt connected to, and it made it. I felt really good about it. Even as someone who hasn't, who has been away from Riot specifically for so long, I think they nailed it. To be completely yeah, honest, absolutely. With you. Like I honestly absolutely. believe, I think they nailed it. Yeah. I, 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 even like the fact that you think about right. I just thought of the fact that I can listen to all of the music now. And yeah. like I was a music major and the music yeah. that they created has always connected with me. Mm-hmm. There are certain login screens for certain characters that I loved, mm-hmm. right? That I've always been like, man, I don't really remember what that sounds like. And you can listen to like scuffed versions on YouTube or even their versions on YouTube. But it's like to have them all on a playlist yeah. and like get to pick out your favorites now. Like even that's cool. The 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 esports manager is going to be awesome i used to play um dynasty mode and madden and ncw i hope that's actually a game i hope that's right like i am like there's so much other other stuff that like just felt so good and like here just have the music right like here like we know our music is super popular i can listen to rise on spotify right now but now it's gonna i can choose you know any loading screen that i want i think pike's loading screen was super cool yeah um and so like i am i'm very very excited for even the small stuff that they announced like i honestly believe Mm -hmm. that they they nailed it we can be worried about stuff right like that's cool like especially after like the luster uh you know comes off but in the end this is exactly like it went so well, in, in my opinion. They should be celebrating. They should feel good about it. Um, and I'm a stickler. So yeah. um, I feel like if, if if I'm impressed, you should be impressed. But no, <laughs> um, I'm a stickler for these things. I look for the the faults and the stuff because I've given a lot of presentations. And I've I've lived in this world for a very long time. And I know when people BS in me. And I didn't really feel that at all. And um, yep. I felt really connected to this company for the first time in a very, very long time. And I'm really excited for the future. I'm going to play literally every one of those games <laughs> you know i'm gonna it, it, like and i'm sure we're gonna have to buy some of those games right it's not fine. all of them are gonna be like tft like oh, I'll Boomer, buy i used to game. buy super nintendo cartridges back in the day yeah man blow well, it i mean in i cartridges. didn't i didn't buy them my parents did but you know, i went to blockbuster and rented them um so overall, even though we talked about some worries, even though we talked about some other things like competitive that we wanted more of, it's kind of like, okay, you know, I, I kind of feel like even when we talk about it now, it's like, all right, it's Thanksgiving, but we didn't have the pie that I wanted. Right. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Like, I only ate three pounds of turkey, but I wanted the, I wanted the sweet potatoes too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why? Why weren't there sweet potatoes here? Yeah. And even though there was like cranberry sauce and stuffing yeah. and blah blah blah, right? Yeah. Like it definitely falls into that, and that mm-hmm. just goes to show how like how good it was. And so I was stoked. I, I I'm stoked for that fighting game, yeah. man. I'm stoked for that MMO. Yep. I'm stoked for that first person shooter. Um, and I'm gonna try to learn how to cast all of them. And that's the other thing. It's just like yeah. after Overwatch, um, in like the world of casting, there mm-hmm. isn't a ton of opportunity outside like the mobile space. Um, because yeah. like once a game kind of gets their casters, it seems like they're there for a while. Sure. And this is a whole group of games who are up and coming casters yep. and players who might not be tapped into Overwatch or Apex mm-hmm. or Fortnite right now that might have missed the wave. Yeah. Uh, on the first go around, get to get to try to catch this one, and that's yep. really really exciting too absolutely um very very exciting and you know 
I had no reason to really be this excited for it. I, I had no real vested interest in Riot besides this show. Um, I hadn't played League in a very long time. I had blah, blah, blah. I've explained this. So, like, me being excited by this, I mean, I didn't even really care necessarily about some of the specific stuff. I mean, you guys, uh, when we did the the uh, simulcast with Heroes Earth, you guys are all very excited about some of this this uh, League of Legends proper stuff. And I'm just like, this is cool that it's happening. I don't really care. I don't even really play the game that much. But it's just everything all together. Very cool. I'm excited that you guys are excited. I'm excited that the community is excited. It's just mwah, mwah. very, very good. Um, but enough about that. Um, that's going to bring us right up to the end of the show here. Boop, do we have any last-minute stuff that we want to talk about before we go into the outro here? Uh, No, we got some comps to talk about. There's not a ton. I actually think our Discord has maybe struggled a bit on this meta. It's uh, tough. Because there, there wasn't a ton of post-your-comp uh, winning comps uh, this week. I think going all the way back to last Monday, I think there's yeah. only four. I know. Or maybe I know. our maybe we just need more people on our Discord. But um, Yes, although we, do, we did... Oh, I didn't even mention this at the beginning of the show. We did hit a hundred people in the discord. So nice. give you guys a round of applause. Give yourselves a round of applause here for a hundred people in the discord. Snaps, absolutely. Snaps, snaps. Absolutely. Cool. Fantastic. Did you like the, did you like the, if you guys like the new segment, let us know. But I, I particularly enjoy talking like we're at like the old cafes in 1880s with like the phil- yeah, philosophical, philosophical. I have thinking. a pipe somewhere, but it's not on me. So I can, I can, uh, well, I can't smoke a in Sherlock? my apartment, but I can, uh, I can at least put the pipe, uh, in my mouth and we can talk about a uh, uh, philosophical thing. I'll pour a bourbon or something. I don't have bourbon either. Uh, but yes, let's talk about some of these comps here. Uh, we've got one here from Boosted Ramus. That is a that is a three-star Braum, a three-star Mord, uh, Kale. We've got Kindred, Leona. <laughs> what just, is oh, this? this is okay, just, we got, this we got Phantom, defense. Guardian, Knight, noble it looks like uh three noble yeah interesting very interesting. that's that is a that is a that's what we call a beefy comp <laughs> <laughs> that is that's a tough nut to crack i think is the name of that comp specifically <laughs> uh shout out to uh the guy named chunks in third place love it um all right we've With got umlaut over the U. <laughs> chunks chunks um we got gecko coon who is a new member of our discord so hey, we're excited uh... to have you man and congratulations on your promotion to silver uh Ooh. one um uh, we've got a kaisa draven kindred <laughs> um sejuani puppy varus uh darius Mord and a level one ash to get a little bit of that ranger glacial action. Yep. Congratulations, my friend. Four um, four rangers and a level two Kaisa. It doesn't even really matter what the rest of the cup is. <laughs> All right. And then we've got uh, oh, so figure out who Joey is since Joey seems to be posting a lot. It's Rums in the chat. Oh, Rums, yes. A uh is actually a uh Twitch subscriber, so shout outs to Rums. Um yeah, yeah we've got the got the old uh Tier three Fiora, tier three Vane, uh, Kindred, Kindred popping up a lot, and pu- and Puppy, Puppy and Kindred really popping up a lot in a lot of these ones. Uh, Lucian, Darius, Mord, and Sedge. Seeing a seeing a pretty strong Knights theme across the Discord <laughs> users. I wonder why. A lot of Knights. Um, let's see. Any other good names in here? Uh, 
No, Chunks is still the best one so far. Yeah. I mean, RKO'd is pretty funny. Uh, Randy Orton, out of nowhere, RKO! Uh, anyone, anyone <laughs> and then here's the last one. Um, uh, we got A-Rock rocking four three-star units. Uh, got a three-star Darius, a three-star Fiora, three-star Garen, three-star Vayne, and then a two-star Draven, two-star Leona, and a two-star Prom. So we got some Guardians. We got some imperial is another odd comp yeah uh also worth noting uh only seven units and second place had nine units third place had 10 so really an impressively powerful comp you don't always need to get up to those high levels if you got yep. the stuff if you got the sauce tighten it up tightening it up just, just, just right tight, just tighten it up we, may, we, we might have a, uh, an episode title if I've ever heard one. All right, guys uh, and gals and everything in between. Thank you all for listening to the show. We are the Little Legends Podcast. Boop, before we go, where can we find you on the Internet? At Boopasaurus Rex, my friends. You can find me at the underscore Blevins on Twitter. You can find the show at lil lil legends pod on twitter you can find a patreon over patreon.com slash little legends podcast discord.me slash little legends podcast and if you search little legends podcast anywhere we'll probably pop up somewhere make sure guys if you haven't already if you're a youtube listener if you're a twitch vod user go on to itunes or your favorite podcast uh site and Search for us on the Prediction feed. Prediction has a bunch of different esports titles. So if you want to be more versed in the world of esports, that is the place to go. Make sure you leave a review there. And if you're listening to us on the uh, Little Legends podcast feed, we can use more reviews there as well. Huge shout-outs to Angry Frog again at the $10 Patreon level. Thank you so much there. But that is going to be it for Boop. I am Blevins. We'll see you guys next week as we talk about more TFT. See ya. Goodbye. Bye. Every year, compliance regulations change thousands of times. And every year, ADP makes thousands of seamless platform updates so businesses can focus on everything else, like running their business. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.